0: Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks the simple question, When you gave the Tonight Show to Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? This is the Saturday, May 23rd, 2015, from the Home Offices in Sioux City, Iowa edition of the show, talking about the death of Generation X as seen through the lens of late night television. You're really going to want to stay tuned for this. What the Hell Were You Thinking? podcast is brought to you in part this week by the Mark Tweaky Tibman Show. You'll never sleep again, man. It airs from 318 to 323 a.m. on Channel 37, Yuba City, California, Public Access. Tibman, up late for the meth heads and the meth makers. If you would like to sponsor the show, you're really using way too much of Mark's product. And get help, man. Just get help. Good friend Beavis. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would be nice. So like, this is our uh top ten list from our home office in Butt, Montana. This is so cool. <laughs> hmm, not bad. Tone down the violence and you guys are on. Yes! Everyone who thinks they're anyone this week is composing elegiac reveries over the end of David Letterman's 33 years on late-night television, and we here at the What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast are no different. I mean, even if I personally didn't love Letterman, the idea of passing up on all those page views and downloads associated with a major media event like this is far too good for me to pass up. Still, seeing Letterman go is, to me... It's bigger than just a comedy legend. In a way, it's a statement on the end of my generation. That generation known by that ever-so-ambiguous X. How, you might ask, is David Letterman emblematic to Gen Xers? More so than, say, Kurt Cobain or flannel shirts. After all, Dave is not of our generation. He's firmly in the boomer cap age-wise. But his comedy and career is symbolic for a lot of us. I mean, it was us. We found Letterman. During his rise to prominence, our parents closed their nights with, well, that particularly baby-broomer, 60s, 70s feel of Johnny Carson and The Tonight Show. And while no Generation Xers who are remotely concerned with things like the history of comedy and the impact of Carson would ever diminish his contributions, Letterman was ours. He gave us the unique voices that defined our generation musically, comedically, and as actors before they ever landed on the mainstream Carson stage, if they ever did. I mean, Dave gave us voices that would never be on the panel with Johnny and Ed and Doc. Just imagine Carson turning over his show to Warren Zevon, an entire show, right before he died. And Dave was a fan, and he did that. And to this day, that remains one of the best moments of television ever. And I still miss you, Warren. If you were into anyone or anything pop culture in the 80s or 90s, you probably saw it the first time on Letterman. You know, except for those uber-cool things you probably never heard about and wouldn't be into them anyway unless you, like, get it, man. And you know what? Even a lot of those were on Dave. He would have them on the show. Letterman, the pre-CBS show, was into some weird shit, man. He had no problem taking advantage of that bizarre late late night time slot. I mean, how many of us got into trouble for dropping watermelons off of rooftops? No, no one else. That was that was just me that time. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Where else would you see Larry Bud? melman ever be on television larry can you can you hear me yeah how are you David? How are you, larry fine and uh how is the uh atmosphere there at the port authority bus depot oh it's just great uh-huh. we're waiting for the people to get off the bus yeah what what was the most recent bus arrival larry we haven't had any yet but we have the bus driver you have a bus driver yeah. let me ask you this larry how is it you have no buses arriving but yet you have a driver there yeah, well, I guess he got in from uh, one of the other buses. Excuse me, your... Dave was quirky. He was edgy. He was strange. He was an outsider with a slightly mean sense of humor. There was something about him that was almost subversive in his style. A sly little fuck you threaded almost everything he did. And the only things Jay Leno ever fucked was Dave Letterman and Conan O'Brien. Now, more so in his NBC days than his CBS, but you can still find that little twinkle in his eye later on. And also, Letterman gave us the late-night wars. The thing was, kids, this was a bloody fight for Carson's seat, and we were all riveted to how it would end. And my God, how great would it have been if the late-night wars were the only wars our generation ever had to lay claim to. The Ken Burns joint for our generation would just be clips of Dave and Jay Leno (laughs) with their letters written by Chevy Chase and Arsenio Hall. And I was a Dave head when it came to the late-night wars. I never liked Leno. I found his brand a comedy, it's white bread, utterly inoffensive, and it barely, to me, met the basic definition of comedy. And I'm not alone in this. I think my friend Bill Hicks here uh, kind of sums up exactly what I'm talking about. Kind of bummed because I'm missing right now, even as we speak, uh, my favorite cultural train wreck, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I'm like a rubbernecker, man. Every night it's the crash of fucking metal when that show starts. Me and my friends have a little office pool, wondering exactly which episode and which guest is going to be on the night Jay finally puts a nine millimeter in his mouth and blows his Dorito shilling head off his fucking body. I think it's going to be Joey Lawrence from the show Blossom. Uh, other of my friends beg to differ and think Patrick Duffy a more likely culprit. Lino was the favorite kid, and fucking Lino, he knew it. And that kind of brings me to the real reason that I identify David Letterman with Generation X. There's just something about the shoulder-shrugging self-deprecation that speaks to the disaffected swath of people trapped between two huge and hugely self-involved generations. Letterman was always the deserving also-ran. He had the chops. He did the work. He just never got the big gig. Dave not getting to the night show is like watching your dad start a whole family with his second much younger, and frankly, much prettier wife than your mom. And their kids always seemed to have nicer shit than you did. And while you never wanted for anything from your dad, you kind of felt like he loved the new kids just a little bit more than you. And this is basically my generation, Generation X. It's, it's basically our story in a whole nutshell. Again... Relatively small generation, wedged between the boomers, and their preening... We changed the world, narcissism. And the millennials with their helicopter trophy for just showing the fuck up, narcissism. And you know Leno got the damn trophy just for showing up. I mean, we showed up. We took our ration of shit from the greatest generation and the boomers. We embraced the digital revolution and changed how everything worked, only to have this bunch of kids come along and say, "Oh yeah, that was great, America online. Oh yeah, that was great. But this Facebook, that's what you guys really meant, right?" You know, it's the same goddamn thing. We use this. <laughs> we use Facebook the same way. We IM'd. We emails. We bullshitted with our friends. We all know there is no practical difference between America Online and Facebook. Would someone just admit it for once? And when we finally started inheriting the late night seats as Dave moved to the majors. Our comedians were just a little too quirky and a little too weird to find any kind of acceptance by anyone but us. I mean, I loved and love Conan O'Brien, but I'm the first to admit he was just odd when he took over the late night. And, you know, Conan will actually admit that, too. It took some time for him to find his footing and to figure out how to broaden his appeal into something wide enough to reach that nebulous fat belly roll that we call middle america by the time an actual member someone born into generation x actually slid into the host chair of a late night franchise he was basically immediately co-opted by the millennials as the voice of their generation stewart and colbert or colbert are generation xers but we don't get credit for their genius jesus man it's the story of our lives You know, growing up in the shadow of the Baby Boomers was hard enough. I mean, how many times can you hear about their uh, fixing the world without wanting to say, Dude, if you fix that shit, you done broke it again. You ended a war. You fuckers had to fight in, but were really cool with all the ones you didn't. Oh... Oh, really? That that job you did on civil rights? Oh, that was good work. I mean, if you don't count, you know, black guys being killed by the cops for just being black. Free love? Oh, yeah, you guys did some monster work there. But, you know, that whole certain terms and conditions may apply, that left a bit of cleanup that now we have to deal with. And we just can't seem to get that nailed down. And the less we say about the economy... Oh, wait, no. You know what? Fuck you. The more we say about the broke-ass economy, the -the burnt-the-fuck-up planet you left lying around like those little granules of coke on a mirror, so small you couldn't even lick them off, the next boomer that waxes poetic about the great work their generation did is getting punched right in the nuts, even if they're a woman. The greatest generation made the world safe for you bastards, and you made the world safe for yourselves. Your kids? (sighs) You know, he gave them a grade for participation. A lot of these cultural crimes I've been complaining about can be blamed on the baby boomers. Something else I'm a little tired of hearing about. The baby boomers. Whiny, narcissistic, self-indulgent people with a simple philosophy. Give me that, it's mine! Give me that, it's mine! And hey, before I get all like holier-than-thou, and as much as I do like to shit on the millennials... They really are the ones who got stuck having to clean up the crap the boomers and honestly us Gen Xers have left behind. Maybe we were just too busy looking cool in our flannel shirts and our Doc Martens and jamming out to Pearl Jam while pretending Kurt Cobain would be relevant today if he hadn't swallowed a shotgun... Some of us were kind of busy building the infrastructure of the 21st century and finding a way to make some money off the Internet, which no one, by the way, ever thought we could do. I mean, you kids don't remember a GeoCities page, but when someone looked at that, they vomited on their computer screen. Most of us would pay money not to see it. And the animated GIFs? Hey, hard G represent, you guys love so much, we're widely considered the worst thing on the internet. So, you've got us to thank for that. When you're perusing a BuzzFeed listicle in the next 20 years, while the oceans is basically swallowing your entire lifestyle in your city, just remember, you have us to thank for the listicle. And, maybe the global warming, and... ...the animated GIF... ...hard G represent... ...what was this podcast even about? Oh, um, yeah, that's right, it was David Letterman... ...sure, the incredible Stephen Colbert... ...Colbert... ...Colbert, Colbert, Colbert... ...we're going to have to now spend time saying Colbert... ...instead of Colbert... ...is that even how you say it? I don't even know anymore... ...anyway, Stephen Colbert is a Gen Xer... ...and he will take the helm of The Late Show... ...and carry it forward for decades and I'm sure will be brilliant. But he won't be Dave Letterman. He won't even be Colbert. He'll be Stephen Colbert. It won't be Letterman, and it won't be The Rapport. It will be The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And he will belong to the next generation of late-night comedy, like Fallon, Kimmel, and Mark Tweaky Tibman. Jesus, how fucked up is it that I left Conan off the list? I mean, dude gets no respect. I mean, I made up Mark Tweaky Tibman, and he still got better ratings than Conan did on my list. Dude, I'm sorry, but at least we will always have the Walker, Texas Ranger lever. And oh my God, if you think I'm modeling right now, wait till Jon Stewart retires, because I gotta admit, I stopped watching Letterman in the 90s. I'm sorry, Dave, I just did. I mean, I just stopped watching. It just stopped. After you went to CBS, it just wasn't fun anymore. So us slackers of the meh generation watched Letterman's departure with the sort of grim ennui we kind of see in our day-to-day lives. Because just like our day-to-day lives, we know that Dave got the short end of the stick. Saying goodbye to him is like saying goodbye to that last little dab of hope you had left over from your youth that maybe dad might buy us that car when we headed off to college. Only to hear that, well, he needs the money to pay for braces for Michael and Jessica and then your stepmom really wants to go to Barbados this year. But hey, champ, we're really proud of you. That's it for the show this week. Unlike Letterman, there's a pretty good chance we'll be back next week. We might be broadcasting from under a bridge, but you have to be realistic about these things. Our show music tonight is by the band State. You can find their work on gemindo.com and you should, and listen to them. Our, uh, our... Wow, wow, what have we got? Uh, our, of course, we've got Late Night with David Letterman from The Drops, The Late Show with David Letterman. We've got to thank them. We have to thank the God Amongst Men. That was Larry Bud Melman. Oh my God, if you didn't see Larry Bud back in the day, you just completely do not understand. We've got other drops from George Carlin, Bill Hicks, Bill, you were gone too soon, and I swear the one thing that I know about you is that you would have never taken a late-night talk show. And we close out tonight with the music from Warren Zevon, who was not only an amazing musician and a fantastic showman, but he was also a favorite of Dave Letterman. So listen to this song. It's Mohammed's Radio And if it doesn't touch something in you, well, you're a soul dead boomer or, you know, a member of the Millennials, which frankly, we can't help you either way.